this morning. Uh, pray for CJ. Lord, touch him and help him. And uh, just keep praying for him. Praying for Troy. Praise God. Hold him up in prayer. And I'm praying for you. And thank you for praying for me. I'm so thankful for the prayers of God's people. Hallelujah. Second Peter 3. Something real simple tonight. Oh, I hope it helps somebody. God, God knows who needs it the most. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word, Lord, for your spirit, God. Thank you for helping us, Lord, just in this service already. It's already just been so good to be here tonight, to hear your voice, Lord, and to, Lord, the, the great things that you have done already in this service, God. Lord, I ask you to anoint your word to our hearts, Lord. God, I pray that you would just, Lord, just lay that seed into good ground tonight, Lord. God, take away every distraction, God, and just work in this house, Lord. We love you. We praise you. We glorify your name alone, Lord. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. Second Peter 3, verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. He's talking about the end times. Just here recently heard somebody tell me, you know, they, they've been saying that for probably 50, 60, 70 years. Oh, they've been saying it longer than that. Amen. That's, and the Bible talks about it. How there be some people that think, you know what, they've been saying Jesus is coming for so long, what's going on? He said, listen now, the Lord's not slack concerning His promise. As some men count slackness, you know what He is? He's patient. He's given you a chance to get in the ark of safety. Amen. He's given you a chance to be saved. Hallelujah. He's hearing your prayers for your family, for your loved ones. He's patient. He's long-suffering to usward. Listen to this, not willing that any should perish. Oh, hallelujah. But that all should come to repentance. God bless you. You can be seated. I felt this on my heart earlier this afternoon. Didn't have this plan for this uh, this evening all, all week long. Just, just praying God's will be done. And the Lord just laid something so simple on my heart. And it's been confirmed here throughout the day, even in this afternoon service, that God wants to save people. I want to lay down some, some very simple truth, but I want you to understand just, just how foundational this is about how we look at God and look at His Word and, and look at some of the battles that we're going through in this life. Amen? That this Bible says that it's not God's will that any would be lost. That any would perish. I know people say, well, I can't understand how such a loving God could ever sentence someone to a place like hell. How unreasonable. Can I tell you, God is doing everything He can to get people away from hell. God doesn't want anybody to be lost. Amen. I want to talk about that a little bit tonight. It's not God's will for you to perish. Hallelujah. We were born, we are lost on default setting. Amen. We need a Savior. You don't get lost because you were bad. You don't get lost because you did something that God said that's, that's a, a capital offense. No, no, no. This world needs a Savior. This is a fallen world. This is a, a, a world that is lost and has, has fallen out of the will of God. But the Bible says that it's not God's will that you perish. 
God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Amen. It's his will. He has, I want to show you today that he has done so much for that not to happen. Amen. If you think about Calvary, we are at the, I guess it was the end of last year. We, uh, it's our custom to, to somewhere around the new year because really that's what they did in the Old Testament with the Passover. The Passover was a, uh, kind of a, uh, a bringing in of a new year. And at the, uh, end of our year, as close as we can get it with a Sunday service, we take communion to remember the cross. And just take some time, though every day we thank God for Calvary. To take some time and think about the price that was paid that we might be saved. If you're struggling today, you need to stop for a little while and just think about the cross. And that Jesus, God Almighty, would robe Himself in flesh. Would leave the the glory of heaven and come to this earth and, uh, and be so hated. To be so despised. To do nothing but love and to serve and to give. But with a purpose. To bear our sins upon His own soul. To love us enough to say that I will will be hated for your sake. I will bear the shame of your sin. I will take the guilt and the punishment of your guilt. Amen? Amen? And I'll take that sin that you have committed against me. And I'll take it on my soul. And I'll take it to Calvary. I'll let them whip me. I'll let them mock me. I'll let them place a crown of thorns on my head. I'll allow them to take nails, spikes through my hands and my feet. And lift me up from the earth. And gaze and mock upon my my life as as I slowly die a, a painful death for you. So that you don't have to go to a place called hell. Hallelujah. What kind of love is this? Justice demanded payment for sin. But Jesus came with mercy to bear our suffering and our shame. I can't take it lightly. I can't just go through and play church. I can't just just play a little patty cake and and I gotta give him my best. I gotta give him my all. That kind of love, that kind of that kind of devotion that he gave us, though we were sinful. Amen. Oh yes. Oh, give him glory. Give him thanks for it. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. We don't understand it as good as we we should. See, I see the kind of attitude people have towards this. Oh, I failed. Big deal. You know, uh, I'm not doing so bad. And people do a lot worse than me. God is a holy God. You read this book. You read what Jesus said. He said, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed, holy is your name. He's a holy God. To, To bear our sin, to bear our guilt. Oh, that took a lot of love took a lot of love to take every every curse every swear word every every blasphemous use of his name and take that upon him every filthy foul thing that has ever been done in this earth and to take that to the cross why so that we 
could look to Him and live. Because it's not His will that any would perish. The kind of mercy that God would give us, but not just mercy as we tell you so often, even said it here this afternoon at the Margaret Mal home. Mercy that says I, 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 I paid your debt. Mercy that says you're forgiven. Mercy that says I see no guilt in you. But grace that says now I want to call you my son. Now I'll call you my daughter. Now I've got a place prepared for you that where I am, there you may be also. Grace that says you that were sinful, you that rebelled against me, you that were in opposition to my will and ran from me and hid from me and fought with me, I want to take you home one day for eternity. And what an amazing thought to think this holy God would pay such a price. Not only want us to live with him throughout eternity, but say, I want to dwell in you through my spirit. I want my Holy Spirit I want to call you. Don't build me a a great big cathedral. I want to live in you. Don't try to to build some kind of impressive edifice that, that is ornate with all kind of gems and gold to a king that is a king of kings. But I want you to be my temple. Hallelujah. Oh, that ought to draw, that ought to cause us to, to live right, to live seriously about how we are the temple of God. To think what an honor. What an honor to think this is where God wants to dwell. This is where God desires to live in us. He's done everything He can. He's done everything He can to save you from hell. He's not sending you to hell. You were already lost. You were already full of sin. You were already had sentence pronounced against you. Jesus came to save that which was lost. He's done everything he can. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know how many times I've shared this. I know. But I've worked in a lot of uh, rough environments. I have. I've, I've worked in, in, in factories and warehouses. I've worked in foundries. And, and uh, I've worked with all kinds of people. And, and I've seen the, 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 just the roughest of the rough, I suppose. I've been around one time or another. And there have been times I've got a little bit of time. I, I, I pray for wisdom. I pray for direction. I pray for open doors. Amen. I don't just throw things around just for the fun of it. I want God to lead me. And I can tell you, I've talked to people who have been addicted to drugs. I've talked to the party crowd. I've talked to those that are in several uh, illicit relationships at once and on and on and on. And said, "Uh, you know what? When everybody's gone and they don't have a whole crowd to mock and jeer and say, hey, holy man. Say, you know something? God's been trying to get a hold of your life as long as you can remember. God's been knocking at your heart's door probably for a long, long time. When are you going to stop running and see tears well up in their eyes? I said this to you before. I've talked to them and said, you know what? When everybody's done and the buzz has worn off and all the party is over and it's just you laying your head on that pillow, don't tell me you're not saying there's more to this life. There's emptiness. There's loneliness. There's something there that craves a relationship with Almighty God. Never once have I said that to somebody where they said, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. They've always had that look that they know just what I'm saying is right. Amen. Because God 
is trying to help somebody not go to that horrible place that was created not for you, but for the devil and his angels. But it's not a matter how good you are. It's not a matter of how, how hard you try. We're lost and we need a Savior. And Jesus paid the price that you can be born again. That you can be transformed. That you can be delivered from that horrible, horrible sentence of death for eternity. He's shown it. He's proved it. Oh, I get, I get kind of... Kind of frustrated with some people. Oh, why won't God prove His love to me? Why won't God show me or do this for me to show, to show me how much? And the cross isn't enough? An empty tomb hasn't done it for you? Amen. Help us, Lord. Well, God, I'm praying for this one thing, and if you do this, I'll tell you, He's done plenty and more to show you that He wants you to be His child. He wants you to be a part of His family. God wants everybody. He doesn't want anybody to die lost. Oh, but there's a battle. Yeah. There's there's an enemy. If it was just a matter of uh, of you saying I, I want to be saved or I don't want to be saved, but there's a there's a there's a fight that you're going to have to fight. Amen. Romans the eighth chapter. But what about? I, I'm so weak, Pastor. I I don't know. There's a the devil's been fighting me. Oh, I'll tell you. I, I I'm in a battle. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Let me tell you something about this salvation that God offers you. <laughs> there, there's. Well, let's just see what it says. Romans 8, verse 31. Well, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, you don't know, Pastor. The devil's been fighting me. I know the devil fights. You know what? I I might know a little bit about that, you know? That is sarcasm. I might understand a little bit about the battle. Praise God. I might have been been through a few of those in my time. Sometimes a few of those all at the same time. But if God's for you, you can't use that excuse that the devil's just going to pull you down. The devil can't tear you out. The devil can't pluck you out of Jesus' hands. Can I tell you, I believe it's in uh, John, the 10th chapter. He said, hey, I've got you right in my... Nobody can pluck you out of my hands. Hallelujah. When God's got you, praise God, the devil can't take you. Look what it says. If God's for you, who can be against you? You're going to blame the devil for for, for your... uh, your sinful ways, you're going to believe, blame the devil for your backsliding? Uh-uh. God's got you. God's got more than enough power, more than enough grace to keep you. Oh, I love it. I love it. Hallelujah. There, what is it? Psalm 121, I think, is that he that keepeth Israel doesn't sleep. He keeps us. He keeps us. He holds us. We're not in this by ourselves. God's got his hand on your life, and the devil can't take you away. Look what it says, if God before you, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifieth. 
Say, oh, I feel so condemned. If your heart condemns you, God's greater than your heart. If the devil accuses you, God's greater than the devil. The devil doesn't have anything to say about it. God gave it. The devil can't take it away. Oh, hallelujah. you got to understand this about your salvation. Amen. This is something God did. It's not fragile. Amen. It's got a foundation. I love that about the new Jerusalem. It says it's a city that has foundations. Praise God. It's not going to be easily shaken. Hallelujah. Who is he that condemneth? Verse 34. It's Christ that died. Somebody's looking at you and saying, you know, oh, I, I don't know if I can live for God. People are putting me down. Uh, just the devil's been fighting me all day long. Who cares? Who cares what somebody says about you? God did this for you. When God justifies you, it doesn't matter who condemns you. Amen. Christ that died rather than is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Hallelujah. What's going to separate you from the love of God? Oh, help us, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I know you've had the past. I know you've had some struggles. I know you've had some battles. You don't have to let it hold you down any longer. Well, thank you, Jesus. It's time you just go ahead and enjoy the salvation that's been paid for you. Oh, hallelujah. I've seen people fall and never really spring back up to where their, their worship still struggles. God help us tonight. They're, they're, they're just, they just never really just, that condemnation constantly hounds them. Look what it says. Look what it says. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Hallelujah. Shall tribulation or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. For as it is written, look at this. It didn't say it's going to be easy. For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. These folks in the first century understood persecution. But look what it said. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. When was the last time in the middle of your battle said, I'm more than a conqueror right now. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ right now. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. I caught a little bit of Sister Emily's worship out of the corner of my eye while we were praising God. I, I caught a little bit of, uh, uh, a little bit of uh, extra movement over there. Hallelujah. And I just thought, oh, I'd like to take some of you and put you right in the middle of this crowd of ladies and say, hey, don't you feel awkward with them shouting and praising God? What's your excuse? What's your excuse to not give God the best you got? What's your excuse not to shout? Amen. Well, thank you, Lord. That's just extra. Woo, hallelujah. Well, glory to God. He deserves our best. What's your excuse? Devil's defeated anyhow. Hallelujah. God bless you. I tell you, sister. Sister Emily, you've heard me talk about Brother Junior. Praise God. The night he was having the aneurysm that took him home. And you know what? He don't have to. You say, oh, that's not fair. He don't have to. He wouldn't change places with any one of us. He don't have to fight the battle anymore. He's already won the battle. Amen. You say, oh, I wish he was around. Oh, yeah, me too, more than you know. But I'll tell you what, he doesn't have to fight the devil anymore. He doesn't have to try to get through trials anymore. He's won the fight. Amen. We still got to make it. Don't you feel sorry for somebody who went home early? Hallelujah. They think that's funny. 
Amen. Let's be sorry for me. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Well, praise God. Look what it says. Nay, and all these things were more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Hallelujah. Oh, I started saying it. I don't want to get ahead of myself, Brother Junior. The night that he, he had a headache, he came to church with such a bad headache. We didn't know it was going to be an aneurysm that was going to take him home. But you know what? He was back there doing the best he could to worship God. He was doing the best he could in the health he had to give God glory. Amen. And I'll never forget that. And when I think I've got an excuse because I got a, a headache or I don't feel up to it and I can't just do my best, amen, I tell you, I think Brother Junior's looking at me and say, come on, look what I did. Amen. Thanks a lot, Emily. You took a, another excuse away from me. Amen. Hallelujah. Just going to give God the best I got. No excuses. You're tired today. You're weary today. God's still a great God. Hallelujah. Amen. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. Thank God for faithful people. Nay, and all these things were more than conquerors. I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. He said, not only everything I'm going through, no matter what could come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. How many know Isaiah 54 says that no weapon that's formed against thee shall prosper. Don't tell me. Don't tell me the devil's fighting you and taking your victory. How does a defeated foe get victory over you? Do you know the devil's defeated? Do you know Jesus conquered him? Then why? Then why would we even imagine that he could get victory over us? The Bible says lest Satan should get advantage over us. That means he doesn't have it. He does not have the advantage over God's people. The Bible, Jesus said you'll tread on serpents and scorpions. Those are supernatural demonic powers that you ought to be walking over top of them. Nothing shall by any means harm you. Amen. I heard somebody once say, I'm going to throw this in. I heard a preacher say, well, sometimes you've got to realize, you know, I'm not afraid of the devil, but people, <laughs> people cause you a lot of trouble. Psalm 118.6 says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do to me. Praise the Lord. Where, where's, let me tell you something again. It's not God's will that you die lost. God's not only done, done all the work to get you away from hell and into heaven. He's done a good job of it. And all your enemies are under your feet. Oh, but wait a minute. Hallelujah. Here's another excuse. But I, I fail. I'm so imperfect. You don't say. You're not perfect? God help us. Micah seven eighteen says, Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity? passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in what? He delighteth. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I don't know what kind of hobby you enjoy, but I'll tell you what God enjoys. He delights in showing his children mercy. Don't you tell me I can't be saved because I'm too weak. 
I fail and I, I stumble. I'll tell you, God's got a way to pick you up again and teach you and lead you and show you, hallelujah, how to be better and to help other people be better. He delights in mercy. Psalm 86, 5 says, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive, plenteous in mercy. How much mercy does God have? He's got plenty. He's got plenty unto all them that call upon thee. I'm not talking about playing games with sin. I'm not talking about taking advantage of mercy. Because the Bible says His mercy is from everlasting to everlasting to them that fear Him. Amen. We're not talking about just going on and doing your own thing and saying, okay, God, just write that on your tab. Oh, that's not the, uh, the way of a child of God. The Bible says, shall we sin? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we live and continue in sin that are dead to sin? Jude talks about those that would turn the grace of God into something filthy. That's not what we're talking about, into lasciviousness. Oh, that's not what mercy is all about. But I'll tell you what, if you're living for God, if you're striving to be right with God, you want to do everything you can to please God and you stumble, there's a way to get back up and keep on going. You don't have to live in condemnation. You cannot use the excuse the devil's pulling you away because the devil's under your feet. You can't use the excuse, well, I'm so weak. God is strong and God's going to help you. God's going to give you everything you need day by day. Just go ahead and admit it. Yeah, you're sweet, but God's got you. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you. The Bible teaches that God is seeking to, to save that which is lost. He doesn't want anybody to be lost. He's looking for sinners to save. He's looking for those that are lost to be found. That's what God does. That's the whole story of this Bible. God did everything He could to lay out a plan that was just an amazing plan for creation. To give a beautiful home and, and authority and dominion to a, a man and a woman and, and, and let them just rule and reign in a kingdom that He had given them the ownership of. And when they still in that beautiful presence of holiness and beauty, still rebelled against God. God comes looking for them. God knows just exactly what happened. God knows exactly where they are. And He says, Adam, where are you? Come on, Adam. Come on. i got a plan for you. Get out of there. I'm going to take that that way that you've tried to cover yourself up, that way you've tried to deal with your failure, and I'm going to redeem you. And I'm going to give you a promise of a Savior for, for your family for years to come. That hallelujah, that devil's going to fight you, and bruise your heel, but I'm going to crush his head one day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bible teaches God's seeking the lost to save them. 
Oh, but there's so many false doctrines. There's so many. Uh, let me just spend a little bit of time here. I don't want to take a lot more time with this. But there's how can I be saved when there's so many different opinions and, and, and so many different ideas and so many different flavors and denominations of, uh, of what it means to be a Christian? God said, my spirit will guide you in all truth. You have a Bible. You get on your knees and talk to the author. If you want to be, if you want to be saved, you have the tools to be saved. Amen. You have the ability to check on what this preacher's telling you. You have the ability to say, hey, wait a minute, I want to find out. You said something. I don't know where that is. I, I, I want to, you have that, that type. if you really want to be saved, you don't have to be deceived. You don't have to fall into error. Hallelujah. Oh, he said he'll guide you in all truth. You know, even I, I mentioned, I think here last service or two, brought out a we turn to the book of Amos. We're not going to turn to it again tonight, but there's something else I saw in that book here recently. There's some judgment in that book. There's some times where God is just just talking about the anger and the wrath that's being poured out. And these people are going through some things. They're going through some some bad times. They're they're facing some horrible, horrible things. And in the midst of all that, three times, God says, and yet you haven't returned to me. What? Wait a minute. You mean these tough times we're going through is you trying to get our attention? Is it, You mean all the blessings we had that we ignored? All the good times we had that we said, look at what I've got myself into. I'm doing so good. So now when I face troubles and trials and tribulation... You're just trying to get my attention to draw me back to you? See, that's God's plan all along. Well, even in the worst of the prophets of, that, that have brought the worst of the news and all that, in it you can always see God just saying, just come back to me. just want you to repent. I, just, I don't want you to just keep going the same old way. We, God doesn't want to, anybody to be hurt, but he doesn't want you to be lost. We sing that song sometimes far above all else. I must be saved. Whatever you have to do to me, just don't let me be lost for eternity. See, I know a lot of times people say, well, God, I'm praying for you to to take care of this and to give me this and to stop this and to heal this. And God's saying, I told somebody just this morning, I said, I, I want God to do a lot of things too, but... He's not my servant. I'm his. And you know, we really should start by saying, God, what do you want me to do? Lord, what what are you trying to tell me? We can tell God a lot of things. We can tell God how dissatisfied we are with a lot of things he does. He hears it all day long. Isn't that sad? He hears how, how bad we have it and how, how, how much we can't take any more of it at, but we don't ever think too much about what God can take. We just kind of take it for granted. Like little kids with mom and dad, they don't have feelings. You know, they're just there to make sure I have enough food to eat and make sure my, my bills are paid and make sure everything's suited to my... You know, they don't, they don't think that, you know, maybe mom and dad cry at night sometimes. Maybe they carry burdens sometimes. Maybe they aren't feeling up to it, though they just go ahead and push on through, Right? But see, sometimes we need to grow up as Christians and say, you know what? Maybe all this me begging on God to do our my will, I ought to be saying, God, what do you want me to do? So let me just 
finish with this thought, and it's hallelujah. I'd like to just finish here, but you know, if God's given us such a great salvation that He doesn't want anybody to perish, God's made a way that we can all be saved. Do you believe that? You believe that the blood of Jesus paid the price for everybody? Hallelujah. And the devil can't take us out of his hands. The devil doesn't have a, a chance. What Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And even in our own weakness, God's promised to pick us up. God's promised to teach us even through all that. Why are so few saved? Why isn't everybody saved? Why would Jesus say, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, few there be that find it. Why is there only a few? I mean, God doesn't want you to be lost. And He's paid a beautiful price of love to save everybody. And He's already made the worst enemy we've got just defeated foe. He, and He said, you know what? I, I know you're weak. I love you. And, and if you just, just come back to me, I'll, I'll, I'll forgive you. He's given us promises of mercy upon mercy, hasn't He? But it says because. Because straight is the gate. Because narrow is the way. Because people choose sin and their own will over the will of God. They will be lost. Jesus said in John 3, you know John 3.16? Let me just take a few minutes here and read some of this context. The Bible says in John 3 verse 14, turn to to it, but I'm going to start reading a while. You catch up. John 3.14, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so shall the Son of Man be lifted up. He became the curse of sin for you and for me. Whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. It's not His will that any should perish, but have eternal life. We told you here a few weeks ago, praise God, this is right on the tales of Him saying you must be born of the water and of the Spirit. This isn't just a saying, I believe in God, so now I'm saved. Uh uh For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the Son, the only begotten Son of God. Listen now. And this is the condemnation, that the light, light has come into the world. Hallelujah. And men love darkness rather than light. Why do people that own a Bible believe things that are so completely contrary to their Bible? Because they want an excuse for their sin. Because they want somebody, they want a hireling to tell them, your will is good enough. Your way will be fine. God's not going to worry about all that. Why do people not come and let God cleanse them, wash them, change them? Talking about these transformations. Look at what God has done. Oh, you are a living, breathing testimony. Whether you stand up in church or not, that God has come to give life. And that more abundantly. God's blessed your coming and your going. God's made you the head and not the tail. 
God's given you joy and peace and the power of His His name in your life. He's not given you a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. Where once there was depression, where once there was fear, now there's joy and there's peace. Hallelujah. Why wouldn't everybody run to that? Jesus said this. I didn't say it. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. The only thing keeping you out of heaven is your choice to say, I'm going to surrender my life to a God that loves me. You don't have to be beat up by the devil and condemned by your own faults and failures. You can be free. You can have joy and peace. You can have a confidence in God that the world can't take. Amen. Joshua said it this way, choose this day who you will serve. God made a way that you can have victory over your enemy, the devil. God made a way that you can have mercy even in your, your worst days. God will be there for you. But you've got to choose to turn your back on an old life and turn to Jesus. You've got to be willing to admit, Lord, I've been running from you. I've been hiding from you. I've been fighting with you. I'm turning my, life on, I'm turning my back on an old life and I'm turning to you with all my heart. You have to make a choice that you want to be saved God's way. It's, your, it's God's will to save you. But you've got to give up your right to say, this is the way I'm going to be saved. This is how I want it. This is what I want. I want to keep this. I want to hold on to this. God, you can't touch this. Oh, no, no, no. God knows what's best for you. God wants to take all those things you used to cope with, all those things, you, the crutches you have, and He wants to be everything for you. He'll, be a, he'll bless you. He'll strengthen you. He'll give you life. But the only thing keeping you out of His will is your choice to surrender to Him. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, this is a great salvation. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Oh, hallelujah. This Bible teaches that if you will repent of your sins, what does that mean? I said I believe in God. I pray. He said turn away from an old life and turn to Him. Surrender. Bow the knee to Him. Give your life to Him. No longer my will. What I want, what my opinion is. Now, now you're my Lord. One of the biggest hypocrisies in so-called Christians today is calling Jesus Lord. He said, why you call me Lord if you're not going to do what I say? People are going to come in that last day, the Bible says, say, Lord, Lord, we did all these in your name. I never knew you. Depart from me, you know, work iniquity. People work in iniquity. He said, if you name the name of Christ, depart from iniquity. Repentance. Turn it away from sin and turn to Jesus with all your heart. That He now is your Lord and your Savior. And it's a good life. He's not taking anything from you. He's not taking fun from you. He's taking those chains from you. To fill you with His life. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn away from an old life and turn to Him. Bury that old life.
life with Christ. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins is what they said on the day of Pentecost. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You've got that promise. Hallelujah. But it's your choice. You got to choose to turn your back on sin. You got to choose to turn your back on the excuses. There is no excuse. Oh, come on. This altar's open. Will you come and pray? Will you come and just surrender it all to God? Will you come and say, No longer my excuses?
in your time of testing, in your time of weakness, He's going to be there for you. But oh, you got to make a choice to surrender your life to Him if you're going to make it. This isn't taking the benefits of God and taking all He's offered and not living for Him. No, no, no. You've got to surrender to Him. He's got to be Lord in your life. It's got to be more than just accepting Him as your personal Lord. You've got to mean that and live that. That He is your Lord. That you turn to Him with a sorrow for an old life. testimony tonight of transformation you've seen some of these you never would imagine them ever being bound up in drugs and depression and all kind of sin and worldliness but here they are just shining the light of Jesus through their lives hallelujah God will break every chain in your life God will destroy every enemy and God will give you everything you need to live a victorious life. I didn't say it's always going to be easy, but there's help. God's going to be there with you. And if you do struggle, God's got a plan even in that to teach you and to equip you to to help you work in His kingdom for His glory. God's working.
keep your hand upon them in safety and in health, God, and just shine your light through them in a greater, in a greater measure. Give us boldness, Lord, as we go out and engage this community, Lord, and as ambassadors for your kingdom. Bless each one, Lord. I thank you again for all you've done, Lord. You get all the glory. Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen.